A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the podcast that reads from your social media posts, online articles, and sometimes a surprise or two. So let's start the show. I'm your host, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Tom Zania. Thanks for stopping by today because today we honor and celebrate the work of an incredible musical theater genius, Stephen Sondheim. I'll be right back after this. Jeff Corey made a name for himself in the 1940s as a character actor in films like Joan of Arc and The Killers. Everything changed in 1951 when he refused to name names and was promptly blacklisted. He embarked on a career as one of the industry's most revered acting instructors. His memoir, Improvising Out Loud, My Life Teaching Hollywood How to Act, written by Jeff Corey with his daughter Emily Corey, provides a unique and personal perspective on the man whose teaching inspired some of Hollywood's biggest names. The afterlife is not at all what Jack Duffy had expected. A failed suicide attempt launches him into a world that continually tests his ability to forgive and forget. In The Borrowed Souls, written by Paul B. Kohler, Jack Duffy will be compelled to make decision after decision about who gets to live and who will lose their soul. In war-torn Okinawa, there is the story told by a young kamikaze pilot only moments before flying his fighter plane into the side of an American battleship. I Know Why the Waters of the Sea Taste of Salt is written by the poetic master of modern-day horror, Steve Vernon. All three of these great audiobooks are narrated by Tom Zania. Listen to them today by visiting audible.com. So all of you by now, or let's, let's say the musical theater world by now has heard that Stephen Sondheim, the composer, lyricist of some of the greatest musicals ever written, uh, passed away the day after Thanksgiving. He was 91 and he was still working from what I've heard. He was still concentrating and writing down those incredible lyrics and those incredible musical notes that we've all come to know. Even uh, by listening for just a moment, we've all be- come to know when uh, a Stephen Sondheim musical piece is playing because he's recognizable. He's different. He's definitely different from most composers we've heard. And I think that's why we like him. Steve Sondheim 
and I use his, his first name, not that I've ever met him, and I'm obviously not on a first name basis, therefore. But I think we're all sort of on a first name basis to Steve right now because we're all thanking him. And we all know those musicals, uh, that that sound, that rhythmic, that, that's, that's a Stephen Sondheim sound, or vamp, if you want to call it. Um, I always can recognize music that's from Stephen Sondheim. It's different, like I said, and it's always likable. And we are going to miss him very much. I only was in a, a couple of Stephen Sondheim shows. I wish I could have been in more. Um, I don't know when I'll ever be on stage again. Otherwise, I'd say I hope to be in more in the future. But uh, who knows what's going to happen, right? We may see a resurgence of his shows. And for once, he may start getting bigger audiences. So I hope that happens. The first time I ever became aware of Stephen Sondheim was when I was probably eight years old. Somebody in the house at home uh, went to see a funny thing happened on the way to the forum <clears throat> and uh, left the program on the dining room table, I think it was. Uh, it was done at a theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan, called the Grand Rapids Civic Theater. And I, I looked at it and I thought, Gee, I didn't, I didn't know they did plays where you can see actors live. on. I had no idea there was live theater in Grand Rapids at that time. And, uh, of course, I eventually listened to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum and liked it very, very much. I got a kind of a taste of what Steve's music is like as I'm sure you did as well at a very young age. So let's listen now to Comedy Tonight. Something familiar, something peculiar, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Something appealing, something appalling, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with kings, nothing with crowns. Bring on the lovers, liars, and clowns. Old situations, new complications. Nothing portentous or polite. Tragedy tomorrow, comedy tonight. Something convulsive, something repulsive. Something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Something aesthetic, something frenetic. Something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with gods, nothing with fate. Weighty affairs will just have to wait. Nothing that's formal, nothing that's normal. No recitations to recite. Open up the curtain. Comedy tonight. 
And that, of course, was Comedy Tonight. You got a little taste if you are unaware or unfamiliar with the work of Stephen Sondheim. I'd find that hard to believe. If you're still wondering who this man is, I've recorded something from Wikipedia that will tell you a little about him. Stephen Joshua Sondheim, born March 22nd, 1930 to November 26, 2021. He was an American composer and lyricist, one of the most important figures in 20th century musical theater. Sondheim was praised for having reinvented the American musical with shows that tackled unexpected themes that range far beyond the genre's traditional subjects, with music and lyrics of songs often tinged with ambivalence about various aspects of life. Sondheim's best-known works as composer and lyricist include A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Sunday in the Park with George, and Into the Woods. He was also known for writing the lyrics for West Side Story and Gypsy. Sondheim's accolades include eight Tony Awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Tony in 2008 an Academy Award, eight Grammy Awards, a Pulitzer Prize, a Laurence Olivier Award, and a 2015 Presidential Medal of Freedom. He has a theater named for him both on Broadway and in the West End of London. Sondheim wrote the music, contributing Goodbye for Now for Warren Beatty's Reds. He wrote five songs for 1990's Dick Tracy, including Sooner or Later, I Always Get My Man which won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Film adaptations for Sondheim's work include West Side Story, Gypsy, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Into the Woods, West Side Story, and Merrily We Roll Along. So, getting back to Comedy Tonight. Comedy Tonight was my go-to comic, or yeah, comic audition piece that I would always, you know, and it's very simple. The thing of it is, there are some songs of, there are two songs of his that you are going to hear or one you've already heard, but you're going to hear another one that I found easy to learn and relatively easy to hit the notes for. Um, obviously, the first one you just heard, Comedy Tonight, I thought was fairly simple. Not to denigrate the song in any way. It's great. It's a nice little presentational comic thing with that should be done you know with people in back of you uh, it's a it's a big choral number um, in the beginning of the show but there's also another one that I found I, I, you know I, I hate to use the word simple because sometimes is anything but but I found it relatively easy to learn and I didn't go crazy trying to hit the notes. So 
That is called I Remember. Now, it's a song from a musical that um, was a film. And Anthony Perkins was in it. It's about a guy who, for some reason, and I'm not sure, I, I only know a little bit about this, but about a guy who takes refuge in a department store after hours and lives there. And after, I think, a short time, he finds out that there's a whole community of people living in this department store after hours. And this song uh, is called I Remember. I remember sky It was blue as ink Or at least I think I remember sky I remember snow Soft as feathers Sharp as thumbtacks Coming down like lint And it made you squint When the wind would blow And ice like vinyl on the streets Cold as silver, white as sheets Rain like strings and changing things like I remember leaves Green as spearmint Crisp as paper I remember trees Bare as coat racks Spread like broken umbrellas And parks and bridges Ponds and zoos Ruddy faces Muddy shoes Light and noise And bees and boys And days I remember days Or at least I try But as years go by There are sort of I forgot to mention, this is from a show. The song you just heard, I remember, is from a show called Evening Primrose. I have no idea what the title has to do with the story. 
was like I said, I don't know that much about that particular piece. But it's from Evening Primrose, and I don't know if it's ever been done as a show. I think it's just a film. Or only a film. I hate to say just a film. But I think it is only a film. Um, and I think it might have only been released in the UK. But I don't know, maybe I'm making an assumption there. But um, there's one little story I have about that song. And that is, uh, I would use it in auditions or I used it in a few auditions. This was in back in Michigan, in Grand Rapids. And I was working at the time at a hotel that had recently opened. This was way back in the 80s, early 80s. And they had this terrific Sunday brunch. And then uh, once this Sunday brunch uh, became popular. They brought in a jazz combo. And of course I would, you know, I was a bellman there, so I had a lot of time to just stand there and listen. And I got the idea to give them the sheet music from I Remember, and they started playing it every week, every Sunday. And they did a wonderful job on it. I didn't get a chance to sing it live uh, at the brunch, but uh, they played it beautifully. The flautist played the melody, and she was very, very good at that. It sounded good. So I'm thinking my first exposure to the music and lyrics of Stephen Sondheim was when I went on a trip with the rest of the people in the choir at, and when I was in high school to New York city. And I think that was the first time I had been to New York. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. We sat and I wrote about this in Facebook. We sat in the very last row of the top balcony at the Winter Garden Theater. And we watched Pacific Overtures. And uh, I thought, wow, this, this is really different. It's uh, Japanese. And, and I heard that familiar Sondheim, that, that background rhythm that I thought was so incredible. I, you know, I wasn't always following the show. I have to be honest with you. Uh, Pacific Overtures is a musical about how Japan was opened up to the rest of the world. And Commodore Perry is in a meeting with the Japanese ruler and, uh, someone is there hiding, listening to what, what's going on in this meeting. Pardon me, I was there. You were where? At the treaty house. At the treaty there house. There was a tree. Which was where? Very near. Over Maybe here. over there. But there were trees then everywhere. May I show you? There Maybe were trees, trees then everywhere. But you were there. And I was there. 
Let me show you, if you please. I was younger then. I was good at climbing trees. I was younger then. I saw everything. I was hidden all the time. It was easier to climb. I was younger then. I saw everything. Where they came and where they went. I was part of the event. I was someone in a dream. I was younger then. Tell him what I see. I am in a tree, I am ten, I am in a tree. I was younger then. In between the eaves I can see, tell me what I see. I was only ten. I see men and madding. Some are If it happened, I was there. I, I saw everything. everything. I was someone in a tree. Tell him what I see. Some of them have gold on their coats. One of them has gold. He was younger then. Someone falls around passing notes. Someone very old He was only ten And there's someone in a tree Or the day's incomplete Without someone in a tree I am also. I could see between the eaves. Yet you say you weren't seen. I remember there were leaves. It was summer, they were green. <laughs> if you please, I am here. You are where? In the treaty house. In the treaty house. very near. Can you hear? I'm below. So I know. Underneath the floor, and so I can't see anything. I can hear them, but I can't see anything. But you can hear. But I can't. If you please, I can hear them now. I shall try to shift my knees. I can hear them now. 
I hear everything. I'm the part that's underneath. With my sword inside my sheath, I can hear them now. One is over me. If they knock, then I appear. I'm a part of what I hear. I'm the fragment underneath. I can hear them now. Tell us what you hear. First I hear a creak and a thump. Now I hear a clink. Then they talk a bit. Many times they shout when they speak. Other times they think. Or they argue it. I hear floorboards groaning. Angry growls. Much droning. Since I hear them, they are there as they argue it. I'm the listener underneath. Someone reads a list from a box, someone talks of laws, then they fan a bit. Someone bangs a fist. Someone knocks. Now there was a pause. And they argue it. But we want, no you can't, and we won't, but we need it. And we want, will you grant, if you don't, we concede it. And they sat through the night, and they them together time. And they chat, and they fight, and they sit signing papers. So I want to mention the cast in that number. It was done at Lincoln Center. Now, when I say Lincoln Center, I'm not talking 66 Broadway. I'm talking about jazz at Lincoln Center. Jazz at Lincoln Center, not to get off track, is a wonderful place to hear great singers, musicians, terrific concerts in a theater with a background of all of the outside of, of uh, Columbus Circle, if you haven't heard of it before or been there. Uh, it's this huge window, and you 
can sit there in the theater and see past whoever is performing on stage and see cars and see <laughs> this beautiful view of the southern part of Central Park. It's really very nice. And the cast, like I said, I'm going to mention that was George Lee Andrews, Kate Baldwin as, as playing the role of a young boy with a higher voice, obviously, Michael Cerverus and Alexander Gemignani. They performed Someone in a Tree uh, from Pacific Overtures. We need to now skip ahead a number of years to, I think it was about 19, probably 1980, maybe 79. Uh, I had seen Company before that. Uh, I think it was before 79, and I humbly apologize if I'm wrong. So I, I got to learn a little bit more about sometimes music. But where I was really blown away was when I had my first, I guess, paying job um, in a dinner theater in northern Michigan. And the friend of mine, well, we got to be friends. Uh, he was my neighbor in the hotel that we stayed at. And uh, his name was Jeff, and he he had brought, I guess, his record player or his stereo because he showed me an album. We were listening to various types of music, and he showed me this album. It was It was white background with red and black artwork, very cartoonish. And on the album cover, it said Sweeney Todd, the, the demon barber of Fleet Street. This was the introduction to me of Sweeney. I had never heard of it until then. And he told me about this show and this plot of a man who... Uh, unjustly is imprisoned and he escapes and he comes back to London and becomes a barber and, or was always a barber, but he goes back to being a barber to take revenge on the judge who sent him away unjustly. The judge, of course, was going after his wife and daughter. And the show is basically, uh, his path to revenge, uh, to revenge uh, his wife's supposed death and uh, to rescue his daughter from this horrible judge. Now, the song that I am going to sing for you, that you're going to hear this recording, is called Pretty Women. The judge has entered... Uh, Sweeney Todd's Barbershop, and he is going to uh, get cleaned up so that he could somehow, uh, I guess he wants to marry Joanna, this young girl. And so Sweeney Todd has him in this chair and is about to take his revenge and sings this song with the judge 
So I, I do both parts, actually, although the lines uh, are very short that the judge has, so you may not even notice that I'm taking them. But the song is called Pretty Women. Pretty women, fascinating, sipping coffee, dancing. Pretty women are a wonder. Pretty women sitting in the window or standing on the stair. Something in them. Cheers the air Pretty women Silhouetted Stay within you Glancing Stay forever Breathing lightly Pretty women Pretty women Blowing out their candles or coming out their hair Even when they leave, they still are there There, there Ah, pretty women at their mirrors in their gardens Letter writing, flower picking, weather watching How they make a man sing Proof of heaven as you're living Pretty women, yes Pretty women, sir Pretty women, here's to pretty women Of course, that was another audition piece of mine that I uh, wasn't always comfortable doing, but I think it's it's such a good acting piece. Sondheim was such a great composer uh, for actors, for people who knew what was coming out of their mouths. He was just terrific at that. That's why, in a way, he was like a friend to all of us even if we never met him. And he would work with people. And I've seen many clips of him working with singers, uh, working with cast members for whatever show it is that he is working on. And he was such an incredible teacher, which he uh, has also mentioned in interviews that if he wasn't, doing what he did, he would be a teacher, which he did very well uh, anyway. So that uh, show I've, I've not done. I hoped, you know, if we can ever go back to having auditions in this town, I hope to get cast in that someday. That's a great show. I, uh, I listened to that and my jaw was on the floor. Uh, getting back to the story uh, where I was introduced to this album. And I was just amazed. And I, it was then that I thought, this guy is a visionary. This guy is, 
wow, this is amazing. And of course, my friend Jeff said, it's not an opera. It's not an opera. It's a musical. And that took me a while to understand because I, I really didn't know what the rules are that make an opera an opera and a musical a musical at that time. Um, but I certainly understand that now. But it was so amazing to listen to this incredible album with all of this music that just takes you on this journey, this story. However disturbing the story is, and it is, but it's so great. And uh, it's one of those shows that's going to be produced a lot more in the future. You, no doubt, have heard the many, many quotes uh, that have been happening on social media. There's been a lot of stuff out there on social media since Mr. Sondheim has passed. And a lot of celebrities, a lot of celebrity quotes. And I've been more interested in hearing what friends have to say. And what you're going to hear now is something I recorded. uh, My friend Steve, who is a frequent contributor uh, to Tom Reader's story, wrote a very nice, uh, albeit long, piece in Facebook about his thoughts regarding his thoughts regarding uh, Steve Sondheim's passing. I won't read the whole thing. I'll read parts of it. And um, here it is. From Facebook, Stephen Fear. Yesterday's news of Stephen Sondheim's death has gutted me. It's no surprise that a 91-year-old man has passed away. He lived a long and extremely fruitful life, and I did not know him personally, but Sondheim's influence on musical theater and on so many people who make theater their business and life, including me, is immeasurable. Sondheim may have actually saved my life. My first year of college was a very dark time for me, filled with confusion, depression, frustration, and angst. The battle between my religious beliefs at the time and my sexuality were waging a massive battle in my soul, and I felt lost and suicidal. I distinctly remember how the song Move On from Sunday in the Park with George seemed to speak to my heart directly. I felt like Sondheim had gotten inside my soul and spoken directly to me. I listened to that specific song over and over. It is one of the things that propelled me forward and kept me alive. I was actually introduced to Stephen Sondheim later in life, although I know I must have heard his music and lyrics before. My first real exposure to Sondheim wasn't until 1989, toward the end of my last year of high school. In the summer of that year, I was going on a theater trip organized by my drama teacher, and one of the shows we would be seeing was Into the Woods. I had purchased that album, yes, kiddies, album, along with Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera, which we would also be seeing. 
I purchased the albums to familiarize myself with the music of the shows we would be seeing. At the time, I thought Les Mis was terrific, Phantom was so-so, and Into the Woods was cute, but I was kind of unimpressed by it, to be honest. Oh, how times have changed. I now know that Into the Woods is far superior to the other two. While I still have a fondness for Les Mis, it certainly isn't as sophisticated or as well-crafted as Into the Woods. In my opinion, I still think, and thought at the time, that Phantom was overrated. In general, I think Andrew Lloyd Webber is overrated, and isn't nearly as brilliant as Mr. Sondheim. Yet, he is often considered the most popular, or at least the most commercial, of the two. When I saw Into the Woods, I really enjoyed the first act, but thought the second was a bit of a downer. In my immaturity, I completely missed the point of the show. Like so many theatergoers, I think I just wanted to be entertained, not educated or enlightened. But I did discover, as life continued, the more I listened to, read the script for, or saw other productions of Into the Woods, the richer the experience became, and the more I gleaned from it. I almost equate to reading scriptures. I think the more you read them, the deeper the meanings become. And sometimes, passages you've read again and again will suddenly take on new and inspirational meanings simply based on where you are in life. I think most, if not all, of Sondheim's work is like that. Sondheim's shows are not always pleasant to watch, especially if you are not ready to be challenged or deal with complex issues, especially if you just want to leave your brain at the door. But watching them, delving into them, and allowing them to affect you is so worth it. The complexity, craftsmanship, and skill of sometimes music and lyrics astounds me. Like an onion, he has so many layers, and like a fine wine or an aged cheese, he is an acquired taste. While Sondheim's legacy will live on long after you and I are gone, I am sad there will be no new creations from this amazing artist. Such a profound creator. He will be deeply missed. I'm so grateful he was lucid until the end. Apparently the day before he died was spent Thanksgiving with friends. What a way to go. And so, Stephen Sondheim, thank you. Thank you for what you have given to us. Thank you for Saturday Night, West Side Story, Gypsy, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Anyone Can Whistle, Do I Hear a Waltz, Evening Primrose, Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, The Frogs, Pacific Overtures, Sweeney Todd, Merrily We Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George, Into the Woods, Assassins, Passion, and Roadshow. Thank you for all of those. Thank you for what your work has meant to me. I never thought in a million years I'd want to be in a show about people that attempted to kill a president. But I did. I learned a lot. 
Thank you for teaching us to be free as artists, to lower those barriers, and to grow. Thanks for all of it, Stephen Sondheim. The world will not be the same without you. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Read Your Story. Portions were pre-recorded and edited. Tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today. Thanks, Anchor.fm. I greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next time. song